This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, it's Pajas Akev, and we're holding the uh, take two, as they say, on page two. The, the, it's the piece about the month. And it's going on the Pasik Vayancha Vayvecha Vayhilcha Shamon, Ashlaidata and so on. So the Pasik seems to say the Mon was a way of starving Kal Yisrael, and this was a test. It's hard to understand A, why would a Kashbar starve Kal Yisrael, and B, um, it says the Mon tasted like any food and the Mon was extremely satiating and so on. We would expect food coming from a Kashbar to be extremely good quality food. So in what sense is it causing us to hunger and so on. So Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, the, pus, the word to, to hunger, to starve you, is coming to teach us about the purpose of the month. Anyone who eats it understands things the way they should be understood. That's possible only once the physical, once the pollution caused by the food in the body stops. Let's explain this. The Rambam says in um, Shona Prakim, and the Rambam speaks about the Masach Hamavdil, that physicality is a layer that that um, sort of stands in the way of human real understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Ruchnius. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is uh, um, something that is completely divorced from the material. For us to understand it, th- the more physical we are, the harder a time we have understanding it. Just like, for instance, somebody who is a hedon and somebody who is very, very physical, and his life is on physicality, has a hard time understanding the, um, the Maila of Kedusha, of Chesed, of, of, of anything that we would categorize in the world of Tov. It's just not something that the person can relate to. Um, the the Svarim speak about the way they, they sort of describe it in physical terms, but I think we can definitely translate it into a little more conceptual terms. They give an example of people when they overeat and indulge, they feel sluggish, their, their mind is lethargic, they can't... Uh, I, know, I know somebody, big tzaddik, who refuses to eat cholent, he says, he calls it post-cholent retardation. People, after cholent, their, their, their IQ sinks terribly down and they've got very little interest in anything except for going to sleep. And he sort of, uh, you know, he doesn't want that. It's something which, by its nature, it's the, f- the physical sort of takes the person, draws the person away from the spiritual, and through a much deeper sense. So, man was food, but and it was physical food, but it was something which didn't have the physicality associated with food. In other words, the crunchiness, the munchiness, the tastiness, the 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 the, the, the feeling of having it 
in 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 your mouth, the chewing, the the the, 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 the like you ever see a baby eat, and he's completely in the food and so on. Um, I once had the unpleasant experience of being in a hospital for a week, and I was getting an IV. Basically, I wasn't um, really supposed to be eating much, and the IV was giving me pretty much what I needed. And I wasn't hungry, but I was starved. For it, it wasn't, I, I couldn't eat much, but the chewiness of, of, of the bagel and 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 the, and the feel of the coffee, all of that physical stuff, we were kind of very very attached to. So this cleansed the person because man was a nourishment for the body, but no physical pleasures. The onan covenant for six days to cleanse out the food and the drink. Um, to take out, to sort of cleanse the body of all types of zuhamah. And then the guf will become different, uh, a different guf because of the mon, which is really a, a byproduct of quote-unquote light, meaning just like light is a part of the physical world, Kachpoch um, doesn't have light, the Lohav doesn't have light, but in the physical world, it is the most ethereal type of um, uh, substance we can really, you know, sort of imagine. It's, it's almost not physical. So, Mun was the same on that level. And Kalal eating the Mun allowed them to have the aptitude to understand Ruchnius. Like it says in Chazal, the Torah is given only people that eat mon. It means that they have little um, kesha with food, with the taivas achilah, better said. Chaznish, um, actually, it's interesting, Chaznish and Tamidim would, you know, one of the nyanim that they sort of felt is very, very helpful towards Tamatur is to divorce yourself away from from Taivas Achilles. The next was in Evan Ezra, who, you know, in Evan Ezra's shortness of Lashon packs in so much. So let's read his words. Vayyevech, he hungered you. So he's bothered by the same question. So answer one is, Koydem bo hamon. Before the mon came. In other words, till they had to wait for the mon. Um, they, they needed to wait each day for the man, so the person is hungry. Or when they left Mitzrayim and told Akashbar slaughtered the man, I'm not sure which one, but Vayevecha means until the man came about. Like Vayancha Vayevecha and then Vayechilcha Saman. Oi, the manatsmoi. Or the man itself, Vavush Hayekal Alibon. It didn't give them a sense of fullness. Vezelo Yitachet. Vitachem Yitaivis Acheris. Because is going on other types of taivas, he might mean the taivas of family life. I'm not sure. Again, Avnezer is very, very laconic, but you see in his few words, he has two two possible Yerushim here. Okay, the next one is another Avnezer. It says, "Leman hodiacha kilo alechol mevadi yichodom kol kol moitzu peyashem yichodom." So. The Avnezer says, Alechem, Shadam Tadeboi, meaning bread 
as a staple, as human staple. Moitzipi Hashem, Kmoi Mashe Goza. That which Akash Baruch was Goza. Kmoi Adobe Yotzen Pi Amelech. Vehatam. Vehatam meaning, like always in the Rishonim and Ebenezer, what's the, how do you read it? What's the explanation? Um, Kyalalechem Levado Lo Yichya Ha'odom Rak HaKoyach. So, in other words, the um, what keeps you alive from the bread, the element of the bread that keeps you alive, is the koyach olion that's in it. In other words, a piece of bread um, doesn't give you the koach, it's like if the piece of bread is sort of a, a, a physical um, it, it's, it's, it's a physical manifestation of the Dvar Hashem of Lechem and if HaKadosh Baruch deems something else to be the, the nourishment of a person then the other thing becomes a nourishment the, um, so therefore if the Dora Midbar can live straight off the Dvar Hashem they don't need that they 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 can um, they they can actually um, live off the something of the shirish coming straight from Kadosh Baruch Hu. There's a famous word from I believe it's about Tanya. He says this in a slightly different format, and he says it the following way. He says we can understand that bread should feed a goof. A goof is a goof. It's made out of physical carbon and uh, nitrogen and sulfur and stuff like that and so is bread and one can feed the other but how does the bread feed the neshama Wh- where in it is is there something that's food for the neshama to which the Bartanya says in every piece of bread there's the bread and there's the Devar Hashem of Yehi uh, you know Tachar Desha. There's, there's a Dvar Hashem that caused it to come into being. It says the goof is nizain from the bread. The neshama is used for Dvar Hashem. In other words, each physical item that we eat contains within itself also a much higher Indian, which is the Dvar Hashem that's in it. And that feeds the neshama. And as it says it more simply, he says that um, in every in every food stuff, it's the Dvar Hashem that that does it. Really? Yes. Is this kind of along the same lines as the Gemara about Rabbi Chanina Ben Dosa and his daughter who lit the vinegar and then put the vinegar in the no. candle? Um, yes, that that's a good sushtel. Over there, he said it's not oil that lights it's Dvar Hashem. So so that yes, it it it, it would be very similar. Correct. Um, the next piece is a, a very similar thought is Rabbi Nebuchai who says it in his way let's see how he says it's not the final physical product the bread but rather it is the the um, koach the mazel the koach that causes it to grow the life force in it like Chazal says, he quotes a Chazal, that everything in the world has an Asev 
it brings the Pasik. And that life force that causes it to grow, and that Koach has a different Koach on top of it, and so on, until the very, very highest Koach, which is Mekor Chaim Vechius Kol So, all, as we, the things that we see are step-downs, they are what, what language that's called our Hishtalshalos. It's something which um, goes from A to B to C to D. It, it takes on more and more physical forms. But if you trace it all back, it all Dvar Hashem. Um, and he says, You see, also didn't eat bread and still they lived. So the Moitzvah Hashem is that Koach Olyon that's in the bread, that the bread is simply one way of it manifesting itself that gives the person life. So um, it's we can't live without bread because Dvar Hashem doesn't manifest itself in anything but bread in terms of Mazonos. But if they, you know, in... in uh, if they could, and the mon was an alternative, then yes, it it, it was possible. Um, um, that that the main nourishment is not the final format, but rather in the part that is kosher to the higher Siba. In other words, in all of these pieces, w- w- we're saying it's step, stepping down from top to bottom, the most vital is the top part, not the bottom part. So even if you cut out a lot of the bottom pieces, you'll still be able to be nourished from the top piece. He explains, this one has all It says, they saw and they ate and drank. It certainly is Achila. So, so that Chazal is kind of very strange. Rabbi Yechman says it certainly was food, because it says, well, What does that mean? Where, where do you see food over there? So he explains, He explains, which is the chiyas of the nefeshes of that's the amazing. In other words, shaykhus hakadosh baruch hu, the 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 kesher baruch hu, the 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 baruch hu is the mechay of the person, and therefore um, that that was the main important one. And that's why he says means that is certainly a it's a kalvachaymer. It's like if somebody will tell you there's a pipeline that takes the water 1,000 miles uh, upstream. or And you say, well, if people 1,000 miles away have water to drink because they're attached to the, to, the, to the river, certainly people on the river itself. And then he says, Nearly kikora kosov hamon moitipi Hashem, why is man kolmoitipi Hashem? Even though everything, all foods are really Moitzah Hashem, 
So this was something which was closest to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, without taking on the various physical inyanim um, that went into it. Okay. The next piece is a piece from Jurassic Haran, and it deals with the Indian of Yisurim, and so on. The um, it's going on the pasuk. The pasuk says, "V'yadatim avrecha, you'll know." Kashayase ishes benoi, Hashem alkechem yasreka. As a person disciplines his son, the word it's interesting. The word Yisurim um, means in Lashon Kodesh suffering and. Um, and uh, discipline, direction, discipline, the, in, it's the same word. That it, it means, w- not when you're hurting somebody, but when you are disciplining somebody, means you're pushing him in a certain direction through the medium of pain. I give a muscle, it's like, let's say you have a horse, and you're holding the ropes, and you're pulling in direction, in a way that's kind of painful, because you wanted to move its head in a certain direction. So that, in a sense, is, yisur, that's Yisurim. The word Sar means to turn. And Yisurim means to turn someone, to turn someone something and so on. Yisurim are meant to direct a person towards a certain uh, direction or, or whatever, to turn a person in a certain direction. So the 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 rabbin the the Ram says we detect now how do we detect when it's a father punishing a son or let's say a, a policeman punishing a criminal or or even a teacher punishing a student that he really is not fond of so he says like this there are two ways the first thing is when you're angry at somebody you ideally want to smack him exactly with the intensity that deserves it um, the thing we say after we do something to somebody is he well deserved it um, so, so we do. We are um, really, really pushing him to do something. We're really punishing him because we want to get the full, full uh, um, value of 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 what he did. When you when you're trying to um, discipline a child to do X or Y Z, the punishment is always meant to be lighter than the consequence. For instance. If, if you want to keep a kid from sticking his finger into an electrical outlet, so you don't put his finger in the outlet so you should get a sense of what a zap is like, because that's what you want to prevent him. So you give him a patch which is less, um, it, it, it's less hurtful and less dangerous than being zapped with an electrical outlet, but, and to keep him away from it. So one way in which we detect HaKadosh Baruch treating us as Banim is that the Einish is always less than what you did wrong. 
mid-70s, late-70s, when we moved into Azabira. So Azabira, you know, it's always located in kind of a rough, tough neighborhood. It was kind of slums before, and there'd be occasional problems with the kids there, with the, with the, with the kids that had been there before Azabira came up. The kids were kind of uh, not easy, and, you know, would be, would, could, could do all sorts of things. So one day there was somebody in the neighborhood, a... Um, uh, he was an American, but uh, he was kind of a little bit more rough and tumble street kind of thing. And he went out, and he hired, um, I'm not sure if it was money or a, a gang to beat up these kids. The um, It was like more like sort of a gemach for beating up kids. So, um, and he was very happy. Then one of the neighbors in the, in, in the, in the building himself, he was aspiring. The kids were aspiring. He managed to get hold of the kids and spoke to them and reasoned with them and uh, and convinced them to sort of make a ceasefire and leave off and not to do anything, this and that. And he came. So we had a meeting and came back and said, Baruch Hashem, I spoke with them and this guy and this guy and this guy, you know, the ring reason I got them to agree to stop and so on and so forth. So this guy who had gotten, who had already scheduled the gang to beat them up, was very dilemma. He said, you know, they're a type of guy, they, they don't like to be called off from a job. Like, it's, it's not ethical. Once they've been given something to beat up, they, they sort of, they'll go hungry if they're not going to have food to beat up this week. And it, they really didn't think it was right to sort of, uh, um, that's, that's when you punish somebody to, to let off steam because you're angry or whatever it is. A, a father, if the child does good, is always ready to, 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 to stop the punishment because that's what he wants to do. So the the kach it says Moisa Shabbos Barachimano Moisa Shabbos Barachimano Noyeg Be'elusham Shabbat. Both things. First of all, our punishment is never equal to that Veiras that we did, um, and the second one is that the 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 tachlis of the punishment is not for Kadosh Baruch to let loose the frustration, the shalom, the Baruch it's either to make us go right or or to warn others not to learn from it because punishment as I said is not a positive thing because um, the Torah would have invited Nekama Nekama is punishing somebody justly he says that the Torah would never prevent us from doing something good so if the Torah says Nekama is not good we realize that hitting back and getting back at somebody in its, within itself is not a good pa'ula. And when I, and he says, is described as It's not the nekama, but It's as if a does in the world that which is needed to realign the world so that the tov is 
is on its right pedestal, and the Rav's knocked out, and so on. But has to show them that there's any Indian of the common way we understand it, which is our that that terror, that feeling that we've been had, and we're going to avenge ourselves. And that's why Chazal say nothing bad comes in Lamala. Because Akarish Prahu is Tov, and therefore to understand Ra as being purposeful in its own right is an impossibility. So punishment has in itself two tachlaisim. One is to either cause the person himself to do right, or to set an example for others to keep them away from it. Now, I just want to explain the, the sort of the... Um, you know, people get very annoyed when... If you tell somebody you're punishing to make an example for the others, there's already an implication that he's being punished, quote-unquote, unjustifiably. Like, um, ah, so it's not for my sake, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's for someone else. How could that be? The, the answer is, it starts the other way around. Every time a person does an Avera, he actually is sending off a message, you can do this and get away with it. Um, if, if, if nobody cheats on taxes, let's say, and it's like a W do it, nobody ever cheats on taxes and, and it's considered to be very, very bad and so on and so forth, a person would sort of not cheat on taxes. That's the tab of a person. You don't do those things that are considered university no-no. If some, if it's if it's a matter of discretion, some you know minigamakam, some people cheat and some people don't cheat. Then then I have an idea to cheat because people do it. Same thing. You walk to shul, nobody's talking, and during davening, so you don't feel comfortable talking. When the person talks during davening, besides his own personal area he's also letting off a message it's not as bad as you think it's a written rule that's meant to not to get lost somewhere in the, in the Torah of there so since the person is creating that type of bad atmosphere so so therefore he himself needs to be punished so that others will see no this is not a good direct to go this not 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 a good derech to go on. It go, it leads to to kiloyim. But but it's not just as if there doesn't. This would be an old joke when I don't know, way back when, when I was a little kid. I, I guess it was still thinkable in those days. A, a parent brought a child to the school and she told the teacher, "Listen, my child does misbehave occasionally, but my child is a very very sensitive soul, and I don't think she would do well with hitting. My suggestion is you hit the kid next to him." when he does something wrong, and he'll get the message. That was kind of uh, an old-time sort of joke. But that's the way we think of it. So we say when Sakharov punished somebody to make an example for others, we say, oh, you know, like, but is that fair to the person? The answer is that itself, the Avera itself, made things easier for the people. In a certain sense, this is the Yusayda of Chil Hashem. Chil Hashem is, whenever we do an Avera, Berabim, flagrantly, we automatically chill down the Yerushimayim, everybody. If people do this Avera, if, if people are eating treif, 
and people are being Chal Shabbos faster, and then then that itself is a message that it's sort of acceptable. So when a Kaddish Baruch is punishing somebody in order to warn off others, it's not going to be um, the warning of the others um, alone, sort of a making, it's because the person himself was... Uh, it, the, the, per, the person himself was uh, someone who had actually caused the... the um, the the Chil Hashem that started the process. The um, uh, it, it says it's very interesting. Let's go off on a drop of a tangent. It says by Chil Hashem that Mises Mechaper on the person. In other words, on things that are Motzal Averis Tshuva Yom Kippur Yisurim and Chil Hashem. It's Mises Mechapa. It, it, it falls under the category, almost, of a person's Mechal Shem Shemayim became a Michshol for other people with his existence. Here walks around the person that took on God and won around the two. Didn't Chasashalom win the war, but around the two was won. That, that makes the person, in a certain sense, um, we keeping him around creates a a a um a, a for other people. So Khilashem with a person specifically where his Aveya was specifically to cause that, um unless the person himself is gone, the person himself is sort of others. That's one of the reasons why Khilashem is such a difficult Aveya has shown that it it's not Mechapta Yamisa. Because Yamisa is um, is where you remove the you remove the possibility of the other. It's so long as I'm as a, as a person of is alive, he presents an alternative. I took on a and I did something, and okay, you know, so Mises is that cure of that. I just wanted to uh, sort of speak out this trap. It's it's um, it's an extension of what he says about others and so on. Okay, we'll hold it here.